Welcome to Because That's What Heroes Do, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As you know from prior episodes, Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative, and I are huge MCU fans. So we've decided to do the MCU movie oeuvre. That's right. We're going to do all of the MCU movies in this special podcast series. Over this series, we will take a look at the storylines, some of the cookies and other cool things. We'll describe the great action scenes from each um, episode, and then we'll take a look at issues raised by each episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will take things from the societal angle, from the social justice angle, from the MCU angle, and perhaps even from the compliance angle. But if you're an MCU fan or you're a compliance fan, I know you'll enjoy In this episode, Megan and I take up one of the real favorites in the MCU, Black Panther. Because That's What Heroes Do is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. As you know from prior episodes, Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative, and I are huge MCU fans. So we've decided to do the MCU movie oeuvre. That's right. We're going to do all of the MCU movies in this special podcast series. Over this series, we will take a look at the storylines, some of the cookies and other cool things. We'll describe the great action scenes from each um, episode, and then we'll take a look at issues raised by each episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will take things from the societal angle, from the social justice angle, from the MCU angle, and perhaps even from the compliance angle. But if you're an MCU fan or you're a compliance fan, I know you will enjoy. In this episode, Megan and I take up the Black Panther. If you haven't done so, check out the first 16 episodes of Popcorn and Compliance, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, on Popcorn and Compliance, all on the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Megan Doherty for our continuing challenge, which is we're going to review the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe on Popcorn and Compliance. Why? Well, there used to be two reasons, but now there are three. Number one, because it's there. Number two, because uh, we're both MCU geeks. Mm-hmm. And what's turned into probably more importantly and uh, the biggest is um, we both love talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe movies together. So today we continue with uh, the Black Panther. As I said, I'm Tom Fox, your co-host, founder of the Compliance Podcast Network and the voice of compliance. And I'm Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative and host of the business podcast Blueprint Show. Uh, So Tom, I've been super looking forward to Black Panther because Black Panther is kind of a special MCU movie to me. Um, It is, up to date, the only Marvel movie I've seen in theaters. The only one. Uh, so uh, if, for, if for no other reason, uh, it is a special movie to me. But there, there are lots of mov- reasons that it's excellent. Well, um, as much as I love Captain America, and you know how much that is, this one is, is 1B. <laughs> uh, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, it was a huge cultural event in the United States. Mm-hmm. because Canada, too. A, you know, the first... Uh, 
major mainstream superhero movie to feature an African-American. We'd certainly had them in the past, um, but this one was straight out of uh, Marvel Comics, and that added a dynamic um, that we hadn't seen before. And plus, it's, it, well, it's a great movie. It's a great story. It's great action. It's great acting. It's great scenes. It's great CGI. It's a great story. Um Lots of lots of really plus 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 stuff. I can't really talk about how how much I enjoyed it. And I was trying to think of the number of times I've watched it when I rewatched it for this viewing, and I think it was seven or eight, but mm-hmm. I may have lost count. Yeah, um, I clicked over to, to Disney Plus to, to rewatch it for this call, and it was like I was at the very end. It's just like watch again. Well, yeah, okay, let's let's watch again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what a. Gorgeous movie. I mean, the colors, the design, the the whole Afrofuturistic aesthetic, absolutely marvelously beautiful. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I just can't really say enough about it. Um, so I'm not quite sure where to start, but I was trying to think of where to start. And here's where I want to start, Megan. It is the, in watching it two nights ago, I saw two things that were new mm-hmm. and one was a camera shot and one was a piece of information. And so I wanted to talk about those, the piece of information I saw that I understood for the first time was when they bring the uh, CIA agent in, um, to try to patch him up after he's been shot. Um, the black Panther sister says, Oh great. Another broken white, white boy, <laughs> another white boy for us to fix. Exactly. And I didn't understand that uh, until we had done this in chronological order mm-hmm. because um, Bucky Barnes, the Winter yeah. Soldier, was brought to Wakanda at the end of the Civil War. So that reference finally made sense because neither my wife and I uh, could, could understand what other broken white boy. But the other thing that struck me, and I'm a huge as you know, uber geek of the technical side of making of movies, camera shots, backgrounds, sound, et cetera. And they did a camera shot that I never saw before, and it was the following. And it was when the uh, the son uh, of the uncle came back uh, from America, and they did an upside-down shot, and they rotated it 180 degrees. And it made me realize uh, the the well, rather the communication to me was that the world has turned upside down. Yeah, turning the throne on its head in the most exactly. literal fashion. It was so good. And uh, I found that an incredibly powerful uh, shot. And I don't know why I never saw that before, but I hadn't. So, uh, did you get any of those kinds of revelations, or it was just as cool as ever for you? I was mostly as cool as ever. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of things I really like about this movie. And, and one I find really interesting, and I was thinking about it more as I was rewatching, is um, uh, Killmonger or Ndjaka as, uh, as the, the bad guy, as the main antagonist uh, in this movie, uh, was really challenging because there's a lot of ways he's completely right about everything. Uh, you know, from the beginning, from this really, you know, heartbreaking beginning where he's left in, you know, Oakland, California, away from culture community without even family members. Um, then looking at the state of, you know, black people in the world, especially in North America, 
terrible. And then looking at where, you know, his ancestors came from Wakanda that are living in this paradise functionally uh, and the, the injustice inherent in that. Um, so I think, I mean, as a character, I think they had to make him a little cartoonishly overextended bad just so that everyone watching wouldn't be like, well, yeah, of course he's the good guy. <laughs> but, uh, so I thought that was really interesting. And the, the whole conversation throughout the film that, that, Michelle is dealing with and the different kind of members of his family and his friends talking about, no, we need to keep things the way they are. And then Shuri and uh, Nakia's middle ground of just because things are good doesn't mean they can't be improved and we can reach out and share what we have without losing what we are Um, to the other side. No, let's take over. Let's fight. We should rule. Uh, And kind of T'Challa finding his way through that and finding the balance in his own path. Uh, Just, just what an epic story. (laughs) What an extremely epic story. So I had a completely different interpretation of him this time. Okay. And the first seven or six times I saw it, I thought it was a political statement mm-hmm. and his evolution to becoming a black revolutionary. Um, but I saw something different this time, which was the following. Um, he was so angry and he was so mad from literally as a child going forward. Uh, Every day he focused on his anger. And about five years ago, I saw uh, a presentation at Stratford-on-Avon of King Lear. Mm -hmm. And Anthony Schur was playing King Lear. And uh, I think everyone knows King Lear goes mad in that play. Well, he went mad, or in Schur's interpretation... He went insane because he was so mad physically at his sons and everyone. And that's what I saw this time, that the anger and rage blinded him so much that whatever political message he wanted or intended to send, that that was not it. And, And I say that because he openly admitted killing brothers and African brothers and sisters uh, by blowing up um, uh, the shield around Wakanda uh, mm-hmm. to to get access to the throne. And I understand ends may justify the means, uh, but uh, that was really the first time I thought this is something different than a political statement. And uh, his raw anger and rage at almost everything after when when he uh, comes to Wakanda and during his time there really struck me as something I saw with Anthony Schur. So um, I was really intrigued by uh, by that. Um, The uh, if you like cool tech and gadgets, you know, I like cool tech and gadgets. (laughs) This is the movie for you. And, uh, you know, having his sister uh, kind of as the head of the laboratory uh, was so great. And she, once again, having a little sister, uh, having a little sister with a mouth, uh, (laughs) I certainly could relate uh, to all of that uh, dialogue. And my sister does that to me literally up to this day. So uh, it's good to have a little sister to help keep you in check sometimes. But I love that relationship. Um, and then the the real sense of clan and family when they went to the Jabari's to ask for mm. help. Uh, I, just, I was so moved by that. And I was so moved by the king 
and promising to protect his mother. Um, you know, I just thought that 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 was great. Um, it, it was funny too, messing with Ross a little bit. Uh, you know, be quiet or we'll feed you to my children. Just kidding, we're vegetarians. Uh, he was. Who knew he would go from being at the beginning? It seemed like he was going to be set up as one of the big bad guys when he was originally right. challenging to challenge the throne. Then he turns out to be this, you know, last minute save the day hero element. Awesome. So were there any uh, cookies that uh, really struck you or you enjoyed this time around, Megan? Uh, one I, lo- uh, I I noticed that I hadn't um, picked up on before is that um, uh, Killmonger and, you know, his his father, T'Challa's brother, had been in Oakland, which was the founding place of the Black Panther political party. So I thought that was a really nice uh, choice to have been made. Uh, just a small one. Uh, and let's see, what are my other cookies? Well, as you said, the tech was all gorgeous. Um, from everything I understand about this movie, it was incredibly well-researched as well uh, with the costumes uh, and the the dress and the movements of the various tribes within Wakanda all have a pretty strong uh, historical precedent. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and uh, just getting to see that and it being so beautiful uh, was great. Um, Klaus was hilarious in this movie. We're going to take a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more. Um, when he talked about his SoundCloud mixtape, I almost lost it right before he made it rain with the money falling everywhere. Um, so I, I love this movie. It had a great sense of humor, too, as well as telling a, an important and, and sometimes painful story. Um it was great. Agent Ross, I thought, did a great job. Um, I really liked that kind of he saw his role once he had recovered and saw what was going on. He's just like, okay, this is really not like my scene. I'm just going to be here to help in whatever way you tell me is useful. Uh, and I love that when Shuri was guiding him through how to fight uh, in, in the plane, just fantastic. Um, like you, I love the relationships. The family unit was great. Um, the the different friendships as well between the Dora Milaje and Nakia. Uh, generally, just it, what a great movie. I loved it. What, what were some of your cookies? Well, uh, the first one was, uh, to me, the overt reference uh, to The Lion King. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of shots, and the Lion, and the Lion King story, uh, this seemed to me to be a uh, tie into that uh, as well. So that um, was The Lion King. But the second was the um, James Bond reference. And it wasn't a, uh, a dialogue reference. It was a visual reference. So in the when they went into the casino or uh, whatever uh, place it was in uh, South Korea, that was straight out of Skyfall. Oh, fun. Um, and they, they walked down the stairs and the, the view over, the overview of the, the scene, watching the gambling tables, uh, that was a really uh, a homage, in my opinion, uh, to Skyfall. But the, um, if we go back to The Lion King, you know, the, uh, the kill, uh, the uncle or the brother of the king, and then the uh, son of the uncle uh, rises up. I realize The Lion King is a little bit different. It was the uncle himself. But uh, I thought that was uh, a really interesting reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, uh, I think you're spot on. The first uh, uh, fight scene um, or challenge to the uh, throne is done in um, 
in a visual way that shows a horizontal stage and uh, the colors of each tribe I thought were great. Uh, And then a a final movie reference, at least to me, was the sister had a hairdo where she had her hair up and then spun. Mm -hmm. And that to me looked like Princess Leia. So uh, I really like that, uh, that part uh, as well. Uh, I I can't recommend this movie enough. If you enjoy uh, any of the things I've talked about, acting, uh, visual effects, CGI, action, uh, cool tech, um, witty dialogue, and I mean witty witty dialogue. Um, uh, It was just... Spot on 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 everything. Yeah, and uh, uh, I mean, I think well, one of the things we, we all know this now at this point, uh, Chadwick Bosman, who had played Black Panther, uh, did unfortunately pass away. So, if they are able to continue the series and create more movies, it's going to be interesting to see kind of who who takes up that mantle. Uh, absolutely, and um, that's probably as as good a place. Uh, for us to end on Megan. So uh, I hope our listeners will join us again. I am Tom Fox. And I'm Megan Doherty. Please join us next time when we are going to be talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Because That's What Heroes Do. As Megan said, our next episode, we were going to take up Spider-Man Homecoming. I'd also like to tell you about a special podcast series that has premiered on the Compliance Podcast Network, The Corruption Files. In The Corruption Files, I'm joined by Hughes Hubbard partner Mike DeBernardis, and we take a deep dive into some of the most interesting FCPA and international anti-corruption enforcement actions over the past 15 years, which have really created the modern era of FCPA and anti-corruption enforcement. Check out The Corruption Files on the Compliance Podcast Network, Megaphone, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Because That's What Heroes Do is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.